Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Ryan Hayes, and I'm back with another episode of Cast of Champions. Today is Friday, October 30th. Oh, day before Halloween. So uh, it's going to be the first COVID Halloween for everybody. So I hope everybody's wearing a mask. Ha, 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 if you get that. Um, anyways, I got a, another great guest. Um, going to be uh, Kyle Monteperto from CATA here in North Carolina, uh, two-time state champion. Um, you know, he's good, uh, had a, had a good, uh, super 32 finish. Um, I just want, just wanted to get together with him and talk to him about wrestling and just, you know, how, how he ended up in, you know, where, where he's at right now and the hard work that it took to, to, uh, get there. So, uh, I have Kyle with me right now. Kyle, how are you doing, man? Um, I'm doing well. How about you? Man, I, I'm making it. Um, it's, it's, it's funny because, um, I actually, Landon Four, um, another another good wrestler here in North Carolina, had on my podcast was uh, coming through. I, I guess I'm able to say this, but you know, he's kind of had some, some some issues of late uh, medically. I think to do with a hip or something. But he was coming through from from Raleigh, North Carolina, and he actually I actually met him up at a Pizza, which is a popular pizza place here in Winston Salem. And we, me, him, and his dad were kind of talking about some things and. So yeah, I just actually had a slice of pizza with uh, with him and his dad. But other than that, everything is good. But um, so just a little bit, man. Just tell tell me a little bit about yourself, man. How did this uh, wrestling thing start for you? I know you you're not originally from here. You came from Arizona. So kind of bring us up to up to speed on this uh, whole whole process. Um, so I started wrestling. I was like six years old. Um, my dad actually wrestled in high school, and um, and I remember he had it on the TV one day, and um, I saw it, and I was like, oh, that looks pretty interesting. And um, I guess uh, he took me to the local local club, and um, just right away, I just fell in love with the sport and just um, just haven't really looked back since then. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So um, you, you're you a two-time state champion there. Uh, tell tell uh, at Cata – what is CATA? Is it, what does that mean? Like Central Academy of Technology, something like that? Yes. Um, it's a Central Academy of Technology and Arts. Um, it's, a, okay. it's a magnet school um, out here in mm-hmm. Union County. Um, so uh, what that means is like if you live in the county, anywhere in the county, um, you can go to the school. Like you know how depending on where you live within the county, you get zoned for a school? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so – for for CATA, you it doesn't matter what school you're zoned for, as long as you live within Union County, you can come to this. So, um, it's and that's why I guess it's called a magnet school. So, well, you you've been on the tear as of as of yet. Um, again, two time state champion. How did how did you get to this point? Like, I know you you know you've did some training at Dark Horse and C two X. So, just tell me a little bit about that and and how it's got you to where you are now. Um. I just say like just wrestling as much as possible and I mean working hard and working with a purpose I guess um were the two biggest factors I mean not really like I mean I guess you just got to work hard and the more t- that more time and effort that you put in um the better your results are going to be um for sure so tell us about this, about the Super Thirty Two, I think what is you placed fourth? Am I correct? Uh, am fifth, I, uh, fifth, fourth, fifth. It's upside down. It's all the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Well, you placed fifth um, in a Super 32, um, the toughest preseason tournament. Maybe the toughest tournament. I agree. Uh, to Yeah, ever. Um, and just did you think you're what, – what was your – what was your goal? Like, what did, what did you think you're going to play? Did you think you're going to place fifth? Did you think you're, a, you know, what did you see yourself at? You know, that you that you exceed your expectations. Like, tell me a little bit about that. Um, honestly, I mean, I went into there thinking and, um, with the goal of winning the whole thing. Um, I mean, I really, I mean, this has been my main goal. Like, winning Super Thirty Two has been a huge goal of mine ever since I, um, got to high school and um. So, I mean, the last few years, I didn't really do it. I mean, I I didn't really, like, get close to achieving it, achieving my goal. And um, just kind of this year, I just tried to do everything right between uh, my weight cut, uh, my recovery from the cut, my warm-ups, cool-downs, everything. And, um, and even beyond that, even, like, in the practice room months ago, I've just been focused on um, getting on the podium and winning this thing. So, um, and – Obviously, I, I didn't achieve my actual goal of winning this, but um, I got on the podium, which is the first step. For sure. Now, you you, you put in a lot of like a lot of work to to get there. Um, tell me just a little bit about some of the other tournaments that you go to to kind of put you in this position. Um, I I wrestled. So most recently, I wrestled at Grappler. Uh, Grappler Fall Classic. It was in the same spot as Super 32, same convention center. And um, that was really my first tournament um, in a while where I wrestled someone or wrestled guys that were at that top level, that highest level. And um, I mean, just, and that was actually at a weight class up. And so I guess I kind of just, when I, when I got there and stuff and I wrestled really well, um, I was actually even coming off an ankle injury. And um, just getting out there, um, it kind of like opened my eyes, and I was like, "Oh, oh shoot, I can really, I can compete with these best guys." So, um, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, how have you been handling? Has it been hard to find partners and being able, being able to practice with the whole coronavirus deal? You know, have you been handling th- this situation? Um, I've actually been pretty fortunate. Um, I never really had to take a break um, with my with my training. Um, I was able to, I mean, between Dark Horse and C2X, get into a good practice room um, any day I wanted. So just about every single day, um, ever since quarantine first started, um, like back in March. So, I mean, I never really had to take a break, but um, it was, it was pretty, um, it was, it was pretty, um, sorry. Um, so You're good. My house. Um, <laughs> it, it was pretty much a, uh, I never really had to take any time off. And I mean, I, I have really good partners no matter where I train. Um, at Dark Horse, I've got Trainer and Jacob Cox and uh, Luna. And I mean, I got all these, all these, those guys over there um, and access to obviously some great coaching. Um, and then down here at uh, C2X, I've got access to um, Hunter Ross, Dylan Layton, Max Yegg, like, I mean, all these guys. So um, I, I don't really have any issues with the training situation. Um, and I've, I was actually really fortunate. I mean, I feel like that I actually that I know this is going to sound kind of crazy, but um, I feel like I actually improved over quarantine because um, it really just gave me time to focus on my priorities, get everything figured out and um, work on what I need to get better at. So if anything, what 
what this or what this coronavirus has taught us is the wrestlers who want it and 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 the wrestlers who don't want it who use the coronavirus as an excuse um because i've seen a lot of that and right you know it 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 showed a lot i mean it you know the ones that really want to be out there now i get it uh some parents they are telling their kids you know you can't do this because of because of COVID, because of this and that, and, and you know, you got to listen to your parents. Mm-hmm. But you'd be some you you'd absolutely be surprised. Well, you probably wouldn't be, but uh, about how many kids are using using this as an excuse, and then it, it's going to show when uh, when everything does open back up and they get back out there on the mat. Um, you you mentioned earlier um, about access to coaches. Tell me some of the coaches that have worked with you and has kind of had an impact on you to help you you know get to where you are and, you know, get the, get this placement at super 32, you know, although you, you fell short of what you wanted to do, you know, you, you still place real high. So tell me a little bit about some of the coaches. Um, so, I mean, really it's been, I mean, every coach that I've had over the course of my wrestling career so far, I mean, and I've had so many coaches, um, everyone's really made a huge difference in some, some way, which I guess makes sense. Cause I mean, these are like kind of my role models, um, that I look up to and they're the people, they're like the adults, the figures in my life that I guess I one day want to, want to be like, I guess. Um, but I mean, out, out here in North Carolina, I mean, I've had coaches, I've had a bunch of coaches that have really just made a huge impact on me in my life. Um, all the coaches over at dark horse, um, and even coaches that like, they're not at dark. Do, do you know uh, Casey Boyle? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, he made a huge impact on me when um first moved here. Um, really just, I mean, everything was super happy. And, I mean, we just, I mean, I made huge improvements with him. Um, and then uh, Ian Sell as well um, just got, made humongous improvements under his coaching. And then uh, Jimmy Avola, I couldn't, I mean, he, he's taught me so much about the sport and also about like myself and who I am as a person. Um, and I guess like the biggest common theme about, I guess all the coaches that I've had is that they also, they always, um, they're always like not just looking to grow me as a wrestler, but also like as a person on and off the mat, like in the classroom, my relationships. So, I mean, I feel like that's very important. Um, but, and then, and then also like my coaches over at C2X now, I mean, I've only gotten to know them over the last year year and a half um so i mean and we're still building that relationship but um we've just over this past year i mean they're such great people like the the nicest most caring most giving most um benevolent people you'll ever meet um there's just so i mean i've only got amazing things to say um about them um they've helped me so much and i mean honestly this weight cut for me this past week was, wasn't, it wasn't an easy one. It was a big cut. Um, and I really don't think that I would have made that weight without, um, without those coaches over at C2X. Um, they were just so supportive and helped me out and helped me do it smart, helped me make the cut right. And um, <clears throat> I, I'm really thankful for them. You know, um, and I, I know a lot of those coaches that you named, especially uh, Jim Avola. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I run to him at tournaments. What a what a great dude! Oh, yeah. um, you were we were you were talking about the uh, the the weight cut, and I think the this tournament 
and and I'm not, you know, of course I'm not going to name any wrestlers, but a a a weight cut that was not healthy or not done right exposed a lot of wrestlers at that tournament. Oh yeah. Um and and it was and it was sad to see it because there's a certain discipline and sometimes I think that 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 people they they try to drop down too much. And I know it's a super 32 um you know, I kind of got this thing where wherever you're at, you know, wherever you weigh now, maybe that weight class below, but some are trying to drop down the other weight class below um, just because they think, well, we're going to, if, if I'm at that weight class, I got a better chance of, of, of placing or, or, or doing real good. But then you also have that aspect of you still have to, you, you're still draining your body. And yeah, although you have that, that 24 hour kind of hydration process. Well, not really 24 hours, but you, you know, you just get about 12, 15 hour hydration process. If you still done it wrong, um, your, your body's right. Yeah. So how did you do yours? What was your philosophy? What was some of the, some of your diets and some of the things that you did leading up to the weigh in, um, the, the, before the super 32. Um, so I was, I was cutting about uh, 12 or 13 pounds. And, um, I mean, I like to, I like to think at least that I'm pretty lean year round. So, I mean, I didn't really have a lot of, a lot of weight to lose that from. So it was mostly water weight, but, um, what I started doing about two months ago or so started eating really clean as much as I could. I mean, obviously I ate a little bit of junk. I mean, I'm a, I'm a kid, so, um, that's just what, just what we do. Um, but so I was just for the most part leaning out and then, um, just being really purposeful with my diet because um, I know that like everything I put in my mouth is gonna affect me and how I how I feel and how I feel at practice, which will and how you practice is directly correlated to how you compete. So um, I was just really purposeful with my diet um, leading up to this, and then um, a few weeks ago uh, for a grappler, I made one nineteen, so that kind of like got my weight kind of down um, in that area, and. Um, but, I mean, I did kind of bump back up to my normal weight after that. But, anyways, I was just make, making sure that I was super lean. And then about a week and a half before, I just started to really um, stop, like, really start, like, restricting calories and getting my weight down as much as possible. And then um, over those uh, few days before the tournament, I just pulled the water out. And, but, like, I was never, like, super far over um, my plan. So, I mean, I kind of just – I didn't, I never had any like um, moments of weakness where like I, like I just went crazy. So I kind of just knew that if I'm going to, if I'm going to be able to compete at my best, I got to do everything right. So I kind of just made sure I was disciplined. Yeah, for sure. So the, how much over were you maybe the night before weigh in? I think that's the, that's where a lot of wrestlers tend to uh, have their trouble. You get the ones that, that, that water load, water load, water load the whole week. And so they, they want to almost be about some of, some of want to be at least nine pounds over the day before and suck it all out with, you know, do the whole water and salt bath. Um, how did, how did you do that part kind of oh, I was, uh, the day before? I did not, I didn't lose any of my weight in a bath or sauna, everything I lost. Um, was that I did one practice a day. Um, I threw on some sweats and just uh, worked it out at practice. 
um, every day. Um, but I mean, the night before, the night before weigh-ins, I went to sleep a pound over. Um, so I like, I didn't even have to wake up the next day and work out. Um, I got down to, I was three pounds over, I think the day before weigh-ins, like in the morning and Mm -hmm. just over the course of the day, floated off and got a hard workout in at practice that night, um, that Thursday night and got to, got home, uh, right on weight actually. So I drank and ate a pound, um, just to bring myself to a pound over and floated that off overnight and woke up on weight or a quarter pound under for sure and then you were talking half, yeah. half a pound on the drive over and yeah almost a full pound under yeah that, that usually happens when you're sitting there in a the car and, and you're you know you're sweating you're sitting up there sweating and, and stuff um you you were talking about you're a kid and you like to eat junk food what's your go-to junk food oh chocolate milk you know you know what Actually, chocolate milk after a workout is pretty good for you. Yeah, I mean that's what that's that's what everyone says, and I love it. I I love it. It's um, it's I mean it's that's just my go-to. I um chocolate milk. I mean, I I love smoothies. I know they're like not that bad for you, but like smoothies and milkshakes, those are just my comfort food. I actually work at Tropical Smoothie, so um, uh, I I kind of just anytime I want a smoothie, I just head in there and get. You uh, you work at Tropical Smoothie? Yes, I do. <laughs> they 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 take a lot of my money. Hey, I'm telling you that Santa that Santa Fe chicken quesadilla oh, is on so point. Good. It's so good, and the buffalo chicken wrap is just it. It is different. So, uh, so this is what I get, and, and and I don't change it up. Um, if so, if I ever, if I'm ever in your area and I walk in there, just know it's a Santa Fe chicken quesadilla <laughs> and a peanut butter cup smoothie, sub peanut butter for yogurt. Dodge, that, don't know why, yogurt? but when, I, yeah, well, because it's it's you don't want the peanut butter, and I just tell them that because I don't want the peanut butter, but I actually want a, I want a smoothie that's basically chocolate. Yeah, cho- yeah, chocolate, <laughs> and uh, what else is it? It's something else in there that, anyways, it's hard to explain when I try to explain it to them. So the best I do is just kind of say make it that sub yogurt, but I get the same thing all the time. It's like usually like ten dollars and like. 32 cent or something crazy yeah. like that um it's not cheap, it, say what it's not cheap but i mean it's, it's yeah well and of course i get like i go all the time to where like you you get all those points and then like you get your five dollars off yeah yeah so I, i'm usually <laughs> go, getting there with it so out off the mat okay off the mat what does cal monoperto do that maybe nobody else really knows um what do you mean? Like, like, what are my hobbies? Like that kind of hobbies, you know, do, do you, do you do anything like that? Maybe that would shock somebody that you know how to do maybe a talent that nobody knows about. Um, I don't know. I've never really thought about it. Um, like you surely just don't wrestle all the time. I mean, you do other oh, things no. maybe. Yeah. I mean, I hang out with my friends. I hang out with my girlfriend. I mean, but, and I do some school, but I mean, between school um, wrestling and just um, you know, social life. I don't really have much time to do anything else. Um, maybe I've watched a little bit of on Netflix, but that's really it. I mean, I'm not that not that special person. Well, no, I just, I, maybe I thought you might, you know, might do a little you know, hunting seasons. You know, starting up and like, do you do anything fishing? Uh, 
whatever. Uh, none of that? You just... Uh, not really. Um, yeah, I mean, I used to... I used to really enjoy, like, mountain biking and stuff, but I haven't really done that in a while. Yeah. Uh, it It's it's crazy. Um, a, a long, long time ago... Well, I wouldn't say a long, long time ago, but probably about maybe four, four five years ago, I had Spencer Lee on my podcast when he was in, oh, wow. in, high, yeah, in high school. And... The surprising part about what he told me was he actually he's actually good at shooting the bow, and he said not only was was he ranked nationally in wrestling, but he's actually ranked in shooting the bow. Wow! And I didn't know that. He's like, yeah, I just shoot my bow and and blah 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 blah, which was surprising. Um, it, you, I mean, you know, wrestlers, nothing that they do really surprises me as far as a hobby. I mean, it's just. You know, wrestlers in general are are crazy. So yeah, I, um, I guess like, um, I mean, I went through a little phase during quarantine when like I would teach myself a new flip, like every few mm-hmm. days, like a new like gymnastics thing. And I mean, right, it got to the point. I mean, my dad kind of shut me down because he was like, "You're gonna blow your knee out." Um, but I mean, I was learning side flips, um, this like twisty thing. I mean, it was, I don't really know what they're called or any of that, but I mean. I think, like, if I didn't wrestle, probably be a gymnast because I just think it's so cool. I mean, like, the stuff that, like, you, you see people do on TV, it's just kind of crazy. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so, in your match, we were talking, what kind of what kind of wrestler do you do you consider yourself? Are you, you know, you're more of a banger, scrambler? What kind of wrestler do you do you think you are? Um, well, so I, I know I'm not a banger i don't think i mean i'm not super physical or strong um i mean i like to think that i mean i'm kind of quick and i mean that's what everyone tells me so i mean i guess i kind of just i mean use my speed to get in in certain pitch sit, or situations and um i mean i'm kind of flexible too so i mean i can use that to get in weird situations and work my way out of them um so, I mean, I don't really yeah. know what – I mean, my body style, I'm kind of short and stocky. But, um, so, I don't really know. I've, I've never really thought about it like that before. Oh, no. It's something I, I threw out there. So, mm-hmm. we – and I guess everything's on the fence. I don't know. But about this wrestling season that we are supposed to have in North Carolina, <laughs> uh, four, 14 matches – um, I'm hearing that you can't have an X amount of people in the stands and uh, all that, all that stuff. Uh, it's going to be a state championship, but it's only going to be for, um, I forget something about re I don't know how they're going to do it, but like not everybody can wrestle in a state tournament sort of deal. Um, I think ish. I think it's like, I, so there's no wrestlebacks, so you can't lose unless you like, I think you can't lose before the semis if you want to make it to state at regionals. Right. So uh, they're taking top four at regionals and then it's either top four or top two, I think. It might yeah. be top two. I think they might just be doing an eight-man bracket at state. But um, I know for sure that at state they're not doing wrestlebacks. So, um, I mean, that's all. So, I mean, obviously, you know, knock on wood, you're not going to have to worry about it regardless. But what do you think about the whole situation? Um, I mean, I was just, um, like when I first 
when this first all started, I was just because I remember like we we kind of got like corns or sorry, COVID kind of like hit us like literally the week after the state tournament this year. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we were really lucky about that. Where like our state tournament wasn't canceled because I know like basketballs was, um, but um, so I mean, we were lucky with that. And I remember thinking like sometime around like June, where I was like, wait, what if like this this like doesn't end soon? And like, what if we don't have a state tournament? And being a four time state champ has been my goal since I was six years old. Like that was like the first first big goal that I ever set for myself. So, like, that's been a pretty consistent thing in my life. And when they first announced that they weren't going to have a season this year, um, a while back, I was heartbroken. Because, um, like, I mean, that obviously means no four-time state champ. And um, then, then, But then they announced that we had a season, and then I thought it was pretty – I got to be kind of hopeful that we were going to have a state tournament. And then they announced we had a state tournament. I was, I was really happy. Um, I was ecstatic, so – um, I mean, I'm kind of just happy that we're ha- we have the opportunity to win four, or I I have the opportunity to win four. Um, so I guess I'm just happy about that. So I've been, you know, not not really personally, but you know, I've kind of caught wind of uh, a lot of some of North Carolina's best wrestlers were debating about kind of going out of state to. Uh, to other states whose wrestling seasons are going to start like right now. I don't know when any of them have done it yet, but I know that they, that, that there are some that still kind of debating it. What do you think of all that? Do you think that's something they should do? Or do you think that, you know, they should just kind of go on ahead and wrestle it out? I mean, here's, here's my biggest problem with, with 14 matches. Okay. You, you can only get 14 dual meets, right? Right. Okay. So well, to me, 14 competitions, I think they made a rule where like you're allowed to do tries. So we might yeah. actually get like twenty eight if or twenty eight mats maybe. So yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. You could do that, but like that that tells me for somebody like you that you're gonna probably get like fourteen forfeits or something. You know, like yeah. that's that's the problem that I'm worrying about with this uh, with this kind of limited schedule. Is this for the potential to not get any matches at all? For the simple fact, no, everybody's gonna want to forfeit to you in a in a dual, it's easy to do that, of course, in a dual dual format um, versus no one can really run for you, from you in a in an individual tournament. You know, I mean, they could, but I mean that that's highly unlikely, right? Uh, in that in that format. But what what do you think about that? Do you ever thought about the aspect that aspect of you getting a lot of forfeits due to the fact that you're a good wrestler and you know and you need all the matches you could get? out of the limited matches that you're going to get. So what, what, what do you think about that? Um, so I, I guess I kind of thought about that. Um, I mean, I didn't really see it as being that big of an issue just because, well, my freshman year, I had tons of forfeits. I was at one of six. And I mean, obviously there's not a lot of high schoolers that are 106 pounds. So, I mean, I did have a lot of forfeits at one of six. Um, I had a lot less forfeits this past year when I wrestled 120. Um, so, uh, and I'll, and so, I mean, I don't really know if I'm going to have a, a ton of forfeits this year, but I mean, honestly, I, I really don't like how they, how kids can do that or like you can forfeit a match and not like affect your record or like affect your regional seating and stuff. Like, I think that's really dumb. I mean, cause that, that pretty much just, 
I mean, that it's just it, it's a big, it's a hot topic on my right team because I mean, we we have a few good, we have a few good, really really solid guys, and I mean, and we've seen a lot of that over the last few years where kids have been forfeiting to our better guys just because so, so they can get a better uh, seating for regionals. Um, but I mean, I I really hope kids don't do that. I really hope because I mean, you only have fourteen matches. Okay, max twenty eight matches. Like that's half as much as you normally get in a season. I really hope kids don't do that, but I mean, I'm sure I'm going to see a little bit of it. Um, because, yeah. You know, and that's, and I can understand it because sometimes the, the forfeit is part of a, um, a strategical issue. Um, when it, when it comes to a coach, tr- coach trying to put uh, their team in, in the best chances of winning uh, a dual meet, mm-hmm. but then you got those, uh, coaches who are going to forfeit to you in general because maybe they think they, they know that their guy's going to take a beating or, or, or something, you know, or something like that. But at the end of the day, it's like, I would rather, I would rather send my guy, send my guy out there and get beat, you know, and get, get the match in and you get a match in and it just forfeit to you. I mean, it, it, it depends. Like I said, it, it would depend on, who you're wrestling and, and what kind of strategy that, that coach is, you know, wanting to implement to try to put his team in the best chance of getting a, a W. But at the end of the day, like, what's it matter? Because there is no there, – there, there's not – as of yet, there's not a state dual tournament. So, right. I mean, what what does it really matter at that point, you know? And what's it really going to affect? I mean, and, and, and anyways, I mean, if you, it really doesn't matter until conference to where you really – have to place high in the conference anyways to get a shot at going to the state dual uh st- dual tournament but mm-hmm. yeah i mean i would but but i'm like you i would hope that these uh higher level wrestlers will, will be able to get the uh the, the right number of matches to uh it, it just so they can be ready for the state tournament i mean then you also you also go back to your club programs and and be able to get good practice in and, and good live matches with some of the good guys in your in your club program um, yeah. speaking of, speaking of, uh, wrestling. So what do you feel like your, your go-to wrestling move, move is? Like if you, if you, it's 10 seconds left to go, you need to take down a win. What, what, what's your go-to move that you feel like you can hit no matter what? Um, in neutral, I'd say it's probably a, a single leg or, um, honestly, maybe even like a double leg. Cause if kids are like. I don't know. If kids are like backing up on me and stuff, I mean, obviously, like if I'm down by a few points and there's 10 seconds left, I'm going to be running at them, doing everything I can, uh, everything I can do. Um, But I mean, my, my single leg has just been my go-to shot. My, it's kind of a single, kind of a knee pull. Um, It's just been my go-to shot for a while now. And it's just, I'd feel most comfortable going after that. um, If I'm down by a few points. I know, of course, you're you're a good you are a good wrestler, but you know, as long as you've been wrestling, of course, you've lost matches. What's been what's been your most impactful loss? The one that you would just you wish you could just get back. Um, one I wish I could get back, like the one I like that angers me the most, like one that I yes, feel like I've yeah, like grown most from. Yeah, well, e- either one. One that you just. You know, you find yourself thinking about it, or you might go to a tournament and you just see that guy, and you're like, "God, I just wish I could just get this dude." Like, 
it, the ones that you, it, it just still it just still burns deep inside of you sometimes. Um, I don't. I wouldn't say that I have any of those because I mean, every single match that like I've lost, I mean, it's really shaped like who like the kind of wrestler that I am today. Because I mean, every time I've lost, like I always like take something from it and be like, okay, I should have wrestled smarter in this position, or I should have. Um, I needed. I should have recovered faster. Or I should have got to his other leg, or any of that. So I mean, I wouldn't necessarily like want to take any of them back. And I mean, and so I mean, and I haven't really had a loss where it's like I wrestled awfully, uh, wrestled terribly, and I mean I should have beat this guy, but because I wrestled wrestled poorly, I didn't beat them. I haven't really had one of those in a while. So I mean, yeah, for sure. I, the closest thing I got to it is um when I was uh, living in Arizona, there was just one kid. Um, it was, he was actually the first kid I ever wrestled. Um, his name was James Brown. Um, and this kid was just a hammer, um, when we were six years old and I probably wrestled him a hundred times, 200 times from the, from the time I was six years old. till I was 11 when I moved to North Carolina and he just destroyed me every time. I never beat him. And, yeah. um, <laughs> and honestly, I just like to wrestle him one more time. Cause I mean, I don't know if I can beat him. Um, that's just kind of something that's been on my mind for a while. So you lost to James Brown. James Brown. I wonder if he felt good. If he felt good? I, I don't expect for you to get that. You're a youngster. A, a, a people, people my age got will, will get what I just said. Um, <laughs> anyways, James Brown was a he was a singer back oh, yeah, in the day. Yeah, like Rolling yeah. Stones or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Motown. Yeah, it's like I think it was Motown. Anyways, he had this song called "I Feel Good." Dun 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> so that I. I wouldn't expect it for you to get that. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's all good, man. Um, so in, in wrestling, you know, there's a, what do you do when you do have those losses? Like, what do you, you go back, you look at video and you talk to your coaches, you go work on the, the technical errors that you, you know, that you, that you made. How do you go about um, just breaking down breaking down your video your losses and then just going going about to improve in those spots um i kind of do all of that um i mean i probably watched like the matches that i've lost that i lost this weekend i probably watched them five or six times already um both of them and uh, my match at grappler that i lost i probably watched that 15 times um just because like i always try to like just like see what i could have done differently and I kind of like put myself in my shoes where I like put myself like in that position, um, like in my head. I try to like visualize like what I would have done differently, knowing like looking back at it. And um, and like yeah, I mean I talked to I talked to Jimmy um, about my matches last uh, at Grappler, um, and kind of just going over it all with my coaches. Um, so just to, like to see where what I can work on because I mean when like when I lose like I try not to think of it like. Like it's the end of the world. I mean, I kind of just need to, just need to learn from it and make the improvement so it doesn't happen again. Right. You know, me wrestling in high school, and I, I wasn't even half of half of, of a wrestler that that you were. Um, of course, we didn't have all this stuff out. You know, we didn't have, we didn't have wrestling clubs. You know, that that are as replete in North Carolina as it is now. But when when I wrestled. The losses are the matches that bug me the the most are the ones that I lost by like a point or two. It, it's like 
it's almost like I would almost rather lose by a major because then I know I didn't have a chance of winning than wrestle that match and lose by one or two points to know I just lost and I was that close. You know, that's kind of that's kind of almost where I kind of think of. It's like, oh, my God, like, like I could have beat this guy. Like, I know that this guy isn't, isn't better than me, that you know, that much better than me, and I could have won the match. Um, but, yeah, typically those were the kind of – it's like I would almost rather you just beat the heck out of me than really? let it be that close. Yeah. Um, you ever uh, – well, excuse me. One of the questions that I always ask and I haven't asked in a while, um, it doesn't even – have anything to do with wrestling, but it's just a, a general question. Um, and I don't know why I asked it. It was, uh, it was asked to me on a job interview and, um, I always liked it. And I said, I, you know, I'll ask, ask this question on my podcast. If you could have dinner with three people living or dead, who would it be? And why? Oh. Um, I have to think about that one. Um, And it doesn't necessarily have to be anybody wrestling. It could be uh, someone. It could be a, a person that you've lost. It could be a a, a grandma. It could be a, a friend. It could be uh, some uh, somebody in our in our country's history or any anybody you know that you would have dinner with. Number one, just to ask questions. You know, maybe you know maybe it's something about what they did that had an impact on you. Mm-hmm. Um, jeez. Um, I I can tell you who uh, two of them would be. Go for it. Um. So these were probably well, these were two of my old coaches. Um, in Arizona. Um. Actually, I can tell you all three of them. Um. They're my two old coaches in Arizona. Um, one of them was the my first ever coach. Um, his name is Ben Brash. Uh, he was he ran my uh, uh, club called the North Valley Misfits. Well, I guess he was the high school coach for the little for the high school where we trained at. Um, but uh, he was my first coach, and he's really the guy that got me into the sport. I mean, he's the one who made me excited to get in the room every day, and um, he's one of the toughest people I've ever met. Um, he was a uh, he was in the army. Uh, went to um, uh, West Point from Maine, um, and he wrestled when he was when he was younger. But I mean, he's just been a huge role model, and he's a, a great family friend. I've uh, stayed in um, contact with him all of the last few years. Um, he was in my corner um, in eighth grade when I won uh, Super Thirty Two in the middle school division, um, and. Um, I still talk to him multiple times a month. My dad talks to him every day, pretty much. Um, so he's definitely someone I'd like to have there. Um, just because, I mean, he's made such a huge impact on my life. And plus, he, he's so much fun to be around. Um, so funny. And um, so, yeah, he's definitely someone I'd want there. Um, other person would be uh, my, one of my other coaches uh, from back in Arizona. Um, his name is G.T. GT Taylor. Um, and he's one of the nicest, kindest people I've ever met. Um, he's he was a two-time uh, All-American for Arizona State uh, mm-hmm. back in the day. Um, and I would go to him for like that 
that like special training where like I would get the where we'd really just focus on technique. I come in there with stuff I have to work on, and I would um just really just be super purposeful with um what I need to need to fix. And he was just he was just such a I I don't know how to say it, but I mean he was I mean he's kind of um in the same boat as um uh, Ben of Ben um that I um in which case like he's a family friend. I talked to him um after the first day this past weekend um after I lost um he gave me some some insight um about the match that I lost and um matches that are that I ruffled well in um I talked to him after grappler um talked to him before my state finals match this year um so I mean I really I mean I we've really maintained a really good um connection with him and I mean he's just such a such a great guy um in every way, one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. Um, so he would definitely be there. And I mean, he's he he can make make me laugh all day. So he he'd definitely be at the table. Um, and then the final person, I guess, would be uh, Casey Boyle. Um, I haven't seen him in years because uh, he took a teaching opportunity in Saudi Arabia. But um, I mean, he just made such a such a uh, big impact on me when I was at a really impressionable age um, and just was just one of the, just such a great person. Um, so he, he would definitely be, be on my list. Right. And I, yeah, I, let's always ask that question. It kind of almost gives, uh, gives people, especially the listeners, a little bit more insight of, about you, you know, a, a, as a person. It seems like uh, a lot of people um, have impacted you in a positive way and got you to to where you are. And you know, you still you still have more wrestling. I mean, you still have more wrestling, um, you know, left to do. Um, even okay. even now. So, what are you looking at? I mean, has any any colleges reached out to you, or are there any colleges that you're looking at? Uh, tell me a little bit about that process. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I've been talking to a bunch of great schools um on and off the mat academically wrestling wise um bunch of great schools um and just so far in this recruiting process i've just been learning as much as i can about the universities and because i mean it's a it's a huge decision that i have to make so um and it'll affect me for the rest of my life so i mean obviously i want to make sure i make the right decision um so um just learning getting all the facts and really just trying to see where I would fit in the best and what the best or what would be the best fit for me. For sure. Well, before I let you go, man, do you, you got any, uh, any parting, parting words, uh, words of encouragement that, you know, you can give to the, the uh, younger, you know, young, younger wrestlers. I mean, I, I know that uh, a lot of young wrestlers look up to you. So what, what could you tell to them that could uh, help them out and then hopefully kind of get them in the kind of same position that you're in? Um, just work hard. Hard work pays off. It, it really does. I mean, the amount of effort that you put into the sport and the amount of time and energy that you put in, um, that's what you'll get out of it. And just the harder you work, um, the, the, the better results you'll have. It doesn't matter like what, like body, what body type you are or what, I mean, that, that's the, that's the beauty of wrestling. It doesn't matter if you're six feet tall or five feet tall like me. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. You can be, you can be great. So just 
work your butt off and just be just have fun with it. I mean, remember it's it's a game at the end of the day, so just have fun with it. Right. I appreciate it. That's probably the hardest part is uh of kids understanding that hey man, life goes on, you know. So um Kyle, listen man, I do appreciate your time. Um I do want to say good luck um moving Thanks. forward. Yeah, and, and everything that you're doing. Um and you know, I just I wish you injury free, man. Um here on out and hope everything works out uh works out in your favor. I do appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on. You're welcome. Um ladies uh ladies gentlemen, that was uh Kyle Monteperto from Cata. I'm gonna tell you, seems like a good kid, man. Uh I've been seeing him wrestle middle school level all the way up. Uh freaking hammer. And I know that there's gonna be nothing but just positive stuff in his future uh years to come. Um and you wanna follow the guy. I know he's on Instagram, uh Twitter, Facebook, I think. So follow him. Uh follow follow his career, follow follow his success and you may learn something. So uh this has been another episode of Cast of Champions and Hey, we'll see you uh, next time. Matter of fact, because I, I actually got it pre-planned. Now, something could happen. But the next week's show, I'll have on the show uh, Super 32 Middle School Champions, Noah Neiniger and Jax Forrest. Um, I'm going to have them on. Uh, I usually don't put a lot of middle schoolers on there. I went to get to high school, but it was such a, you know, it, it was such an achievement that I, that I think that they uh, are, are kind of worthy of being on there to talk about how they were able to get that done. So uh, be looking, be looking out for that um, until then be safe, have a safe Halloween uh, and yeah, don't do anything stupid. And it, <laughs> yeah, that's right. This has been another episode of cast of champions. See you later. <laughs>